Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. On the Leadership Farm, my conversations with Christian leaders have often mentioned the importance of nurturing the inner life. But we haven't ever spent a whole show reflecting on how to do this. Well, to help us, I am joined by the Reverend Canon Dr. Adrian Chatfield. He's a tutor in Christian life and thought at Ridley Hall, Cambridge, a college which provides formational training for would-be Anglican clergy, lay ministers, youth workers, uh, amongst other things. He's also Associate Director of the Centre for Pioneer Learning, the Director of the Simeon Centre for Prayer and the Spiritual Life, and the Director of Studies for Sabbatical Guests. So welcome, Adrian, to the Leadership Farm. Thank you. Um, uh, Your journey to Ridley Hall, first of all? I was um, working in another college, and Mm. Ridley Hall had... I didn't know anything about Ridley Hall at the time that our Mm. son trained there, but um, Ridley had a vision for a centre for um, spiritual life Mm. development, but didn't have the funds. And then in 2007... A sponsor came along, mm. and they wanted to set up a centre at in Cambridge, but not just for the students, for the wider church. And I was invited to come across and set it up. So I've been with the Simon right. Centre from the beginning. So you were kind of head, headhunted almost. Yes, I don't like to use <laughs> the word, but yes. Okay, oh, splendid. Uh, and and so your your particular interest in in what's sometimes called the contemplative life. I don't like the word word. contemplative terribly because people read it as something that's quiet, that's reflective, that's inner. But if we're talking about the spiritual life Mm -hmm. and the the life of Mm. Christian leaders, then my interest dates back to the fact that I myself have been a Christian leader for, well, 42 years Mm. now. Mm. And I'm aware of the fact that when I'm right with God, (laughs) then leadership follows. And when I'm not... Mm. then I run on my own resources, and that doesn't last very long. And I did have a, a time when I came quite close to well, burnout. Yeah, yeah. And so when you've been there, yeah. you realise that you can't do this on your own. It's sure. obvious. No, indeed. Now. No, no, sure. But sadly, and I you know, interview lots of leaders, I talk anecdotally with people. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, even the charity I, I work with, CWR, we've sometimes run stuff for leaders and, and had lo, low take up mm. and some of the reflections are well, well often leaders don't do that in a reflection so. yes that's right <laughs> um so we, we'll talk about that a little, little later um i mean every christian needs a healthy inner life but many seem to struggle to cultivate one uh, and this goes for christian leaders too so maybe you could start by outlining why it's so important i mean outlining just kind of what you just said uh, this may be stating the obvious but i, I guess there's value in starting with the basics okay uh, the, the basics are that we are disciples. I mean, mm. I've been preaching about this, preached about it yesterday, yeah, yeah. Palm Sunday. Mm. And I am who I am as a Christian leader because I have been mm. always a Christian disciple. Yeah. So I'm a follower. Mm. And followers don't cease being followers when they become leaders. Yeah. And so there's something about, to put it this way, the art of following which precedes the art of leading, or you could say the science or the skill. So developing the art of following is the fundamental for all Christians. Mm. And that's no different for me or you or a person who gave their life to the Lord yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, splendid. That's, that's very helpful. Um, now, uh, the evangelical kind of charismatic churches have become increasingly aware that the practices 
of uh, Bible study uh, and prayer are not the only ones that can be part of the devotional life. So maybe you could you could talk a little bit about that trend and some of the openness, perhaps, to the some of the church fathers and, and others throughout church history who've 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 uh, focused on other areas, other other spiritual disciplines. I think that the the, the broadening of interest mm. is about the fact that prayer is a given, mm. scripture is a given, mm. but it's how you pray and how you engage with scripture, how you enter mm. scripture, how you live scripture, mm. that is more variable. And one of the things that has developed over the years, particularly in evangelical churches, is this idea that uh, one size fits all. Mm. And so if I give you the, the example of the traditional evangelical quiet time, mm. which I wouldn't want at all mm. um, to, to knock or to mm. discriminate against, it fits a certain personality type, and we can talk mm. about that mm. later on. So that there are many people for whom that has always worked. It's been mm. very effective. But there are people who have always struggled with it. And one of the, the tests that I often use when I do presentations is to say, hands up, those of you who are satisfied with your prayer life. Mm. And, of course, nobody puts their <laughs> hand up because none of us is satisfied. Yeah. But for people like myself, I am a reflective person, mm. but I'm useless at reflecting if I sit still. Mm. If I sit still, I fall asleep or I daydream. And it's taken me until quite a long time into my ministry to discover that the place that I'm stillest, and I'm sorry if I'm being personal here, yeah, but I can No, it's very helpful, yeah. The, the place where I'm stillest is uh, when I'm running, ah, cycling. Okay. Um, I've been cycling all my life. I took mm. up running when I was 60. Mm. And strangely, because my body is active and mm. engaged, my, my heart, my mind, my thoughts are much more contained, mm -hmm. and i found that I am stiller, so I now describe running as my cave. Yeah. So that it's something both about finding ways that suit us as individuals, mm. but also finding ways that stretch us. Mm. Because if we prayed the same now as when we were 10, 20, 30, mm. whatever it was, there would be something wrong because our relationships change. Our relationships with our friends, our family, our mm. spouses change. Our relationship with God changes. It deepens, mm. but it also goes down different paths. And so there's something about exploration. And that's where the disciplines, the historic disciplines mm. come in, both of how we use scripture, how we pray, whether we pray kneeling down, standing up, the physical mm. approaches to prayer, but also particular voiced prayers, the prayers of silence, the prayers mm. of tongues, all those sorts of things. Mm. Okay, now that's, that's, that's enormously helpful. Um, you, you hinted at, um, at temperament, and um, it would be useful to just to unpack that, because, like you say, some people f find f have, have been under a real burden of, I, I struggle to do a quiet time. I, I've struggled all my life, and I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, and there may be the more extrovert types or people who, who actually are very competent and, um, and and blessed in other areas, which you, which you might call spiritual disciplines. Yeah. But they're lousy at this thing, and that may, gives them a, feel, a felt burden. I think, without going into any particular mm. kind of um, psychological mm. analysis, yeah, because yeah. then people who don't like that sort of thing are going to switch <laughs> off straight away. Indeed. 
Um, just to give a couple of examples, mm. one is the example of how we focus, how we concentrate. Mm. And there are those who can build pictures in their minds. Mm -hmm. So you say to them, imagine Jesus entering Jerusalem and he comes from Bethphage to the Mount of Olives. Mm. And they're there. They've got a picture in their head and it's often quite multicolored. Mm. I can't do that. That's mm. never worked for me. Okay. Though in my preaching, I will encourage others to do it because I know it works for some people. Yeah, yeah. Some people need visual clues, mm. and that's why I'm sure that hundreds of churches yesterday used donkeys and mm. palms and palm crosses and all mm. the rest of it. So it's stuff that we can touch and smell and see works for other people. So it is about some people being intuitive and reflective, mm. inner, and some people being outer and wanting to touch and taste and feel. Okay. And I think God understands that. Hmm. I'll give you an, um, another example. And some evangelicals don't like set prayers, mm -hmm. liturgy. Yep. They say that it's vain, it's empty. Hmm. They often refer to Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount talking about vain repetition. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite, quite quick to say, yes, Jesus does not like vain repetition, but he doesn't say that repetition is bad. No, no, no. And clearly, as a Jew, he would have repeated certain prayers, mm. the benedictions and all the rest of mm -hmm. it. And so some evangelicals have discovered the ancient Orthodox prayer, the Jesus prayer, mm. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, which repeated clears your head of all the stuff that shouldn't be there mm. and begins to center your attention on Jesus who can then do other stuff. Mm. So... For some, repetition works. For others, repetition would be entirely empty and pointless. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, uh, as you say, uh, it, there are different ways of understanding temperament. But, it, but what you're saying is that that it's there's, there's there's value in understanding ourselves and not feeling too beaten up if 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 the, the approach that we seem to have received in our whatever our inherited tradition is, doesn't quite work for us? Is that kind of what you're saying? That is partly mm. what I'm mm. saying, though I don't want to say that we shouldn't do the hard work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that um, people who study and mm. teach prayer and temperament say is that those parts of us that are weaker, mm. our shadow side, if you mm. like, are often the areas where God seeks to develop us. Mm. And so there is something about going to the places that are uncomfortable, I'm an introvert, hmm. uh, but I do, over the years, particularly since I had a, a Pentecostal encounter hmm. with God, hmm. I have found that God wants to extrovert me, yes. so much more in-your-face kind of spirituality. Hmm. So there is that shadow side conversation, but there's also the, let's do the hard stuff as well. Hmm. Let's do the grind, because the discipline of doing what doesn't feel easy hmm. also builds us up yeah yeah okay well thank you well you're listening to leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by adrian chatfield adrian is a tutor in christian life and thought at ridley hall cambridge amongst uh, many other things uh, we'll be back just after this welcome back to leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by uh, the Reverend Canon Dr. Adrian Chatfield. He's the tutor in Christian life and thought at Ridley Hall, Cambridge. Uh, he's also associate director of the Centre for Pioneer Learning, the director of the Simeon Centre for Prayer and the Spiritual Life. Um, 
Adrian, um, we would, we're, we're, we're focusing particularly on, on, on leadership and, and cultivating the inner life for the leader. Um, why do you think it is particularly difficult, uh, it would seem anecdotally anyway, for, for leaders to cultivate a, a flourishing inner life? I think there are several reasons, <laughs> and uh, each person has a, mm. a different story. Mm. One of the reasons is that leaders are often busy people. Mm. The second is that leaders are often driven people, mm. driven by a very strong sense of vocation. Mm. But over the years, that drivenness can become an end in itself, so that we are driven by our drivenness mm. rather than driven by our vocation. Mm. The third is that um, many leaders find it hard to be honest mm -hmm. and don't know who to be honest with. Mm -hmm. The fourth is that sometimes we're afraid of losing our jobs or we get to the point where we think of ourselves as frauds, yes. but we don't allow ourselves to be exposed. Mm. And then, and there are many other things, but the last one is that there is a culture in the church of putting leaders on a pedestal. Yeah. You get it in more Catholic environments, mm -hmm. but you also get it in more evangelical environments mm. where the minister dresses up, is in the pulpit, is regarded as a kind of oracle. Mm. And though we should be the last people to believe that someone is speaking the truth because they say so, yes. we don't believe in popes after all, no. we do treat some of our key leaders as if everything they said was automatically true. Mm. And that distances leaders from accountability yes. and reflection and correction. Mm. And so you're saying that, the, that those, those elements of, um, of, of position and, and relationship with others feed into how, how we can then spend time with God. You know, we, we're less likely to be honest when we are with God or we, we don't spend time at all. That's right. And the, the, the bigger the hole you dig yourself yes. into, the more guilty you feel. Mm. Um, prayer then does fade mm. because if kneeling down simply makes me feel guilty, I'm better if I just mm. do something else. Sure. I mean, I understand it. A long time ago, Ian Barclay did a survey amongst leaders of, of, of how long they spent daily in prayer. And it was round about average seven minutes. Mm. Which, you know, which seems quite low. <laughs> I mean, yes. at least it's seven minutes. But, uh, and, 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 you know, that, that's, that's a, a sad barometer of, of how leaders may be. While I don't want to mm. measure um, the value or mm. the quality of prayer mm. by, by time, yeah. it does rather suggest that prayer is filling the space that's left over after yes. the other stuff yeah. has been done. And later on, if we talk about books a little bit mm. I'll make some suggestions about this again it's back to we have to be followers before we can be leaders yes indeed all right thank you um we're, we're we're familiar with the phrase running on empty and you alluded to that a little bit yourself that you got there was a period in your life when you you know you came close to, to yes. burnout um so, some talk about running on fumes which I quite like <laughs> um you know they got it gets to the point where they're gone they're so far gone it's hard to imagine returning to a healthy uh, devotional life and of course um you know there may be people listening who who are at that point if they're honest uh, any any thoughts and and recovering a, a devotional life that's kind of seems to have disappeared <laughs> briefly if I can be anecdotal mm. yeah please do I I asked my um, church council mm. if I could have time off. I said, I'm happy to preach, I'm happy to lead the worship, mm. I just don't want to see people. Yes. I, was, I was peopled out. Right, right. And they said, fine. Mm. The first thing that was interesting is that I learned that the church was 
running very well without me, <laughs> and I had become too self-important. Right, yeah. The second is that the time that I clawed back from not mm. counselling and doing part of that kind of pastoral mm. care, I locked myself in the church every morning, and I allowed myself to kneel, to do nothing, mm. to drift, to read the Bible, to sleep, because mm. I was very tired. And I found that just in allocating a long, a more expansive time mm. where I didn't have to burden myself with this is what I must do in mm. this time, gradually God managed to get back close enough to me to draw me out of myself. Okay. So it is step aside mm. and find someone who mm. you can talk to as you step aside. Find mm. someone right out of the situation. Okay. It's the old, um, you know, if you don't, if you don't come apart, then you'll come apart. Is the yes, kind of that's right. is the old yes, saying. I haven't heard that one, but I like that very much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you're 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 in how, helping people arrange their sabbaticals, um, which of course is people, you know, doing kind of a little bit like that. I realise sabbaticals can be hard work as well. What kind of advice do you give when someone's coming to you um, to to arrange that kind of time, which which can have an inner, inner life element to it? But well, the first thing is that I try to make sure that they're not simply doing the sabbatical because the church said, you can do a sabbatical, mm. but we're spending a lot of money on this, so you better <laughs> produce a paper afterwards and read it to us. There's got to, there's got to be the um, gift of the sabbatical, which is this is for you, not for mm. the church authorities. Mm -hmm. So I try to clear the air okay. first. The second is to make sure that they're not trying to do too much. Mm. The third is... Um, to ensure that they are physically well. Often um, the fact that we're not exercising, we're not sleeping, mm. we're not mm. eating properly or we're overeating, um, you've got to get all of those sorts of things in place. Mm. And then to work out a simple routine that mm. doesn't try to do too much but um, steps people through the day. And helping people to slow down is often the mm. most difficult part of that. Yeah, and uh, people often come to, will come to Ridley Hall, will they, to spend the time? I mean, they'll stay there. Is yes, that the plan? Strangely, because mm. it's a busy place during mm. term time, but for someone who comes and takes a, a study bedroom, mm. they join in the worship. They don't go to classes, so they are there in what's a relatively um, beautiful and mm. peaceful environment, quite still, and they are able to read and walk and think mm. and. We do give them the opportunity to have either spiritual direction time or mm -hmm. mentoring time. The language doesn't matter. Sure. But it's that time when I have the permission to mm. ask them, where are you with God? Where are you with your home life, whether mm. it's wife, children, or, what, or husband, or whatever? Mm. Where are you with yourself? What are you running away from? What are the things that you're not telling anybody? Mm, so all mm. the hard questions. No, sure, sure. Um, there's been an in, in, uh, we hadn't hadn't planned to ask this, but there's there's an increasing interest in in some form of spiritual direction. I've, uh, I've heard of significant evangelical leaders who've who found this of a value. Yes, but there seem. Would it be true to say that there don't seem to be enough spiritual directors to go around in terms of the need? Is that would that be fair, or is it just that I don't know where to go to find the people who could do that kind of thing? There aren't enough people around who've done courses called spiritual direction okay. courses. Yeah. There are a lot of wise people around right. yes. um, who are not just monks and nuns mm. or clergy, but pe godly people. 
Sometimes they're quite ordinary people, soul friends, mm. people that you know you can be straightforward with. Mm. One of the great things that some of our students do while they're at Ridley is to form little threesomes or foursomes, mm -hmm. and then they meet two, three times a year, perhaps, all the way through their ministry, talking mm. to someone who's about to retire, who has been meeting for 40 years well. with his um, colleagues, so an accountability group. And it, it, it doesn't really matter whether they're people who are older than you, younger than okay. you, as long as you choose to be accountable. No, no, splendid. No, that's great. Well, um, we're, we're coming to the end of the of the time, but um, uh, books you would especially recommend in this whole area. Some folk are thinking this all sounds sounds fascinating. I, I, you know, they may be a reader types, particularly you know yes. leaders. What 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 kind of books do you recommend in this in this whole field? Uh, there, there are hundreds and hundreds of books, but mm. what what I've done is just call up call up one or two mm. that are really sure, important sure. to me. Um, the first would be the writings of Eugene Peterson, right, whom yeah. everybody knows, but mm -hmm. particularly the contemplative pastor speaks into mm -hmm. this, and it does use the word contemplative. Mm -hmm. I like his book about Jonah, Under the Unpredictable Plant, mm -hmm. that um, I particularly love. Then Richard Foster, whom everybody knows mm -hmm. from uh, Celebration of Discipline, more recently wrote Streams of Living Water, Yes. which is called Celebrating the Great um, Traditions of, of Christ. There's uh, a, an American pastor called Peter Scazzaro, mm -hmm. and he's written The Emotionally Healthy Church and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah. And that's good because that kind of links um, spirituality and your own personal mm. uh, psychology. Let me just mention one more. Mm. Stephen Cherry, who was um, in Durham and is now the new Dean of King's College in Cambridge, mm -hmm. has written a great book called Beyond Busyness. And the subtitle is Time, Wisdom for Ministry. Yeah. And there's a whole website that comes out of that. Really useful, because one of the things is how to build mm. pause, build Sabbath into mm. our mm. life. Oh, splendid. Thank you very much. If uh, 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 if you had to choose one of those, if people were looking at them and thinking, okay, which, which, which one for you would be the, the key one? Probably beyond busyness, mm -hmm. because it's realistic. Yeah. Eugene Peterson um, is managed to get a whole day out of his um, church council to pray. Yes. We can't all do that. No, sure. So uh, Stephen Cherry does help us to touch base with life as it is in our ministry. Mm, nice, splendid. Good. And um, just, just to say a little bit about your... Um, you know the, the work uh, that you, you you conduct at the um, uh, the Simeon Centre, and, and I mean, is it are people able to email you and to come themselves? What's what's the kind of deal in terms of your, the openness that you have to, to outsiders? I don't want anybody getting in touch with me about spiritual no. direction because I already see sure. um, more people. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But if people want either mm. to have a, a spiritual rest at Ridley Hall, they can mm -hmm. get in touch with me. Okay. Or if they're in some other part of the country, because one of the things that I do mm. is have a, a relatively national ministry where mm. um, I go places, I lead retreats, mm. um, I conduct um, seminars and sessions on prayer for congregations and the like. Mm. So if someone's in the far reaches of the mm. United Kingdom, 
and can't come to Cambridge, I might have some ideas for Okay, splendid. Good. I don't want to give you extra work. No, no, we hadn't discussed this beforehand, but I, I, you know. I, I do want to have a resilient <laughs> life. Of course well. you do, yeah. So, yeah, indeed. So, um, so if you, uh, I guess, you, you Google Adrian Chatfield Simeon Centre, you'll get the details, I yes, guess. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that is, I think I'll come up just about first <laughs> on that one. Fantastic. Good. Well, it's been terrific to chat with you and uh, and I trust this is you know for listeners um, you know for some this has opened opened uh, open doors put lights on uh, perhaps of what's going on so yeah. thank you so much thank you so you've been listening to the leadership file with me Andy Peck I was joined this week by Adrian Chatfield he's a tutor in Christian life and thought at Ridley Hall Cambridge uh, he's also associate director of the Centre for Pioneer Learning and the director of the Simeon Centre for Prayer and the Spiritual Life. Uh, and hence uh, the, the comment at the end uh, about maybe getting in touch if you needed to. Um, and I'll put all the, uh, the books that um, Adrian's recommended on the website. So if you want to listen to this uh, on demand, go to the website, to Premier's website, and you can listen again if you choose to, but also uh, you'll find uh, links to the books that, uh, that Adrian's recommended. So it's been great to have your company. Thanks for tuning in. Look forward to you joining us again next Sunday at 3.30. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premiere. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apec at cwr.org.uk. Thank you.